Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Uh, inshallah, you've got my voice and my picture clear. And after I receive confirmation uh, from Brother Hussein, I can continue. Okay. Uh, as you know, today we are going to talk about the 15th and the last whispered prayers of Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam in this set of Munajat which is called Munajatul Zahedin that is the whispered prayers of the abstainers or of those who have chosen ascetism or zuhd those who have chosen the spiritual life to the worldly life because zuhd which is a very important concept in Islam and indeed before terms like tasawwuf or Sufism and Erfan mysticism were introduced the main term which was used for people who have a spiritual life was Zuhd so there were Zuhad the plural form for Zahid because a very important part of Islamic spirituality is to detach yourself from worldly uh, attractions from worldly pleasure some people went to extremes and either they have been too much attached to dunya or they have totally forgotten dunya these both are extremes and it's not proper what is important is to be very active in dunya to be very productive in dunya to be very successful in dunya to plan for your dunya but not to be taking dunya as your ultimate goal this is I think very important we are not people who neglect dunya we have to be the best people when it comes to running planning organizing our worthy affairs uh, but what is important is that this must not be our ultimate concern our ultimate end we want to benefit from this worldly life for our eternal life uh, there is a beautiful hadith about the definition of zuhd which says laysa zuhdu Allah tamlika shay'an bal zuhd Allah yamlikaka shay'an i repeat laysa zuhdu Allah tamlika shay'an bal zuhd Allah yamlikaka shay'an zuhd ascetism is not to be a person who doesn't own anything who doesn't possess anything doesn't have good dress doesn't have good house good car no you may possess you may have money you may have uh, good dress good house of course 
uh, we are not saying you know you should have a luxurious life or you know very expensive car that's another issue but just by looking at someone who possesses something worldly you cannot say he is not zahid because zuhd doesn't mean not to own not to possess rather zuhd is zuhd is not to be possessed by anything so zuhd doesn't mean not to possess it means not to be possessed so sometimes i have a car and i am not possessed by my car i benefit from my car i am not thinking too much about my car i'm not concerned too much about my car my car is serving me but sometimes i have a car and i am possessed by that car it has preoccupied my mind i always think about my car i am concerned about my car Sometimes even such people never use their car or they use it rarely because they don't want the car you know, to be, for example, uh, used. They want always to be, for example, new. Or they think, you know, what happens if I go and have an accident? What happens if someone you know, steals my car? So they are always busy. Interestingly, sometimes people are possessed by a car even without having that car. For example, my neighbor has a beautiful car. And I cannot have that car, but I am possessed by the car of my neighbor. I'm always thinking about that. Or a car is recently introduced to the market. I have seen on TV the ad for the car. So I don't have that car, but I'm possessed by that car. So if someone has something, you cannot say he is not Zahid. Or if someone doesn't have something, you cannot say he is Zahid. It depends on his attitude. Is he in control of what he has? Is he benefiting from what he has? Or he is always concerned and he thinks how to serve what he has? So, Zohd in proper understanding is not to be poor, is not to be inattentive to dunya, not to be efficient, not to be professional, not to be successful, not to be organized. No, this is not Zohd. Unfortunately, this misunderstanding of Zohd has led to many bad implications and sometimes has kept people away from any success in dunya as individuals or as community. In proper understanding of Zohd, you are very productive, you are very successful, you are the best in planning for dunya, but not for the sake of dunya. When it comes to dunya, we have a hadith from both Imam Ali alayhi salam and Imam Hassan alayhi salam. كن لدنياك كأنك تعيش أبدا وكن لآخرتك كأنك تموت غدا When it comes for your dunya think as if you are going to be here forever If you know that you are going to be here forever you will do your best For example, you will never be careless about environment 
if we know that we are going to remain here forever. Sometimes we say, okay, for the last 40 years, 50 years, 100 years, no matter what we do, we would have enough you know, air, we would have enough water, enough soil. But if you know that you are going to be here forever, you will be more careful. If you know that you are going to be here forever, you will try to save your money better. You will try to produce more wealth. Okay? But, But when it comes to your akhirah, to your life hereafter, you must think that you are going to die tomorrow. Never delay repentance. Never delay becoming good. Unfortunately, we always think that we have plenty of time and we delay working for our akhirah and saving something for our akhirah. We say, I have plenty of time. I am still young. Even those who are 70, 80, 90 years, still there is unfortunately a misconception that they think they are not going to die and it's only happening to other people. So they have lots of, you know, things in their mind that they want to do at that age, except preparation for Akhirah. I'm not saying everyone is like this, but this is a common problem. We always think that we are given lots of time. And no one knows, even the person who is very young, maybe he doesn't have more than a few days or few hours, or even a few moments. So we have to be planning for dunya, as if we are here forever, plan in a very uh, efficient way, very, uh, you know, good planning, with long-term you know, planning. But at the same time, for your akhirah, you must imagine that you are going to be leaving this dunya very soon. We have to prepare ourselves. We have to make ready ourselves for beating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, now that we have this, we can understand also another beautiful hadith about Zuhd, which says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put together the concept of Zuhd in this verse, in these two words from the Quran. The hadith says this short uh, statement from the Quran has the whole concept of zuhd in itself. You must not feel sad and disappointed and very sorry when you lose something from dunya. If you lose something worldly. Don't feel very sad. And if you gain something worldly, don't become too happy. Although dunya has some significance, no doubt about it. But don't take it as the ultimate end. That's too much. Dunya doesn't deserve that much attention. When you go to a place for a short time, for example, you go to a holy place like Mecca or Medina. 
the hotel that you stay in is important because without that place then you have to sleep on the road on the street you cannot have a place for rest for putting your things there for making you know shower taking shower and so on and so forth having your food so that place is very important and sometimes you pay you know a lot for that place but we don't think too much about that place unfortunately some people actually do but normally we shouldn't think too much about that place because that is not the place that I'm going to be there for a long time I'm there for just a few days so what is the price of that hotel for example or if someone else is uh, opening another hotel just next to this hotel or opposite this hotel and the value in the market will goes down it's not important for me I'm just there as a uh, you know kind of guest for a few days if that hotel is in need of for example repair after one year it doesn't bother me especially if I know that I'm going to be here just once so I shouldn't think too much about this hotel if it is just serving my purposes right now it's enough for me to think all the time about this hotel is not wise so the same is with dunya we should think about dunya choose a good way of life in dunya but not think that you are going to remain here forever so if you lose something in dunya okay it's sad but not become too sad because it's not the main thing and if you gain something in dunya you can feel happy but not too happy because again this is not going to remain for you forever and this is not the main thing the main thing is something that can be with you all the time you can take it to the hereafter with you not those things that you have to leave behind so zuhd is a very important concept and there is no way for us to reach highest levels of spirituality, closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, purity without zuhd. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran emphasizes so many times on the significance of charity, giving alms wajib alms like khums like zakat mustahab alms even allah says to the prophet khuzmin amwalihim sadaqa tuzakkihim wa tutahhiruhum biha take from their properties from their possession their something as charity so that you purify them rasulullah was sent to purify people as you know yuzakkihim but how did he manage to purify people? He invited them to be detached from dunya and be attached to akhirah, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, in addition to belief, in addition to prayer and devotion to God, needs separation from dunya, and that is when you are able to pay something. To give something from dunya. Khuzman and Walihim Sadaqah 
So the concept of Zohd is very important. Now let us start reflecting on the beautiful words of Imam Zainul Abidin in this last Munajat. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ilahi askantana daran hafarta lana hufara makraha. My Lord, you have settled us askantana. Maskan is house where you settle. Allah has settled us daran in a house in an abode which refers here to dunya hafartalana hafr means to dig when someone digs a well it is called hafr you have dug for us pits of deception so this dunya is made in the way that it has makr it can deceive you if dunya was not beautiful if dunya had no attraction then it was not dangerous because you would not go after something which is not beautiful not attractive this dunya is made in a very attractive way but you have to be careful this attraction must not deceive you must not make you choose dunya as your ultimate goal this attraction this beauty compared to the beauty which is waiting for you in akhirah is nothing but this beauty is there to motivate you to do something for your dunya because if you are careless about dunya then your even eternal life would suffer if we have no order in our life if we don't do anything you know successful in our life in dunya even our health would suffer our spirituality would suffer everything would go into chaos human generations would suffer so there is something in dunya that motivates us to work for it and this by itself is not bad but the problem is that there are people who take this as the ultimate destination that's the problem and they are satisfied with this attraction so oh Allah you have settled us in an abode which has dug for us Pits of deception. Daran hafarat lana hufara makraha or hafarta lana. You have dug this for us, or that house has done this. Because at the end, everything is done by Allah, but it's better perhaps to say that that house has done this. Not in the sense that Allah wants us to be deceived. No, it's a trial, it's a test, it's an exam. If there was no attraction to dunya, if we were like angels, then there was no test. And if there was no test, then we were not able to go even higher than angels. So, there is 
a dunya, a house which has plan and we have to be very careful. وَعَلَّقْتَنَا بِأَيْدِ الْمَنَايَا فِي حَبَائِلِ غَدْرَهَا And you have fastened us by the hands of death in the snares of that abode's treachery. Manaya is the plural form for maniyya, which is death. Aidi is hands. And habail is plural for habl, which means like uh, a snare or something that, you know, uh, it's coming from habl. Habl by itself means cord. But habail is something that they use by, uh, for, for example, they make, you know, uh, a kind of trap, a kind of um, instrument by using some wires, some cords, uh, digging something to hunt. When they want to hunt a prey, an animal, they use this kind, kind, of, kind of trap. So, Dunya has some traps with the ghadr, with the treachery that it has, with the plans, the bad plans that has against us. We have to be careful not to be trapped, not to go nearer, uh, near that uh, trap which Dunya has made ready for us. So this is very important. The beginning of Munajat starts with mentioning the negative, the difficulties, and then inshallah we will see that how we plan to get rid of this uh, negative, destructive side. So we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, you have settled us in a house, in an abode, which has made its plans ready for us and we are bound to die in this dunya but this dunya doesn't just want us to physically die which is natural, every person has to die this dunya wants to destroy us by getting trapped in the traps that it has made for us, snares that it has made for us. So sometimes you see a person is physically healthy but he's already victim of dunya and dunya has hunted this person. Towards you, or it says in you, but it's mostly means from you, for example, or by coming to you. We want to seek asylum from the tricks of khuda'iha. Khuda' is the plural form for khuda'ah, and khuda'ah is like makr, means bad plans. Something that is made against you to deceive you. You know, sometimes, for example, you want to buy a house. They make khuda. What does it mean? They 
for example hide from you the faults the problems that this house has for example there is damp but they paint just before you go and it looks very beautiful but after a few days that paint would be damaged because there is damp but temporary it looks nice or they put in a new wallpaper it looks nice this is khuda'ah this is deception this is a bad planning to deceive you we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us shelter to give us protection against the tricks and the plans of this dunya and to you we hold fast you remember one of the munajats that we had in the past was munajatul mu'tasameen those who hold fast to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala O oh Allah, to you we hold fast. For what? Min al-ightirar bizakhar fazinataha. So that we would not be deceived by the beautiful, attractive ornaments of dunya. Zina is something which is attractive beautiful ornaments zakharif is used in arabic for something which is not made from gold but it's coated by gold you know sometimes for example you have a spoon which is made from gold this is very expensive sometimes it's normal spoon but they coat it with gold or there is a house they coat it with gold this is called Zohrof we have Surah Zohrof and it is used for metaphorically for anything which looks nice which looks very beautiful very important very expensive but in reality it's not if you are not careful you think it's all made from gold you will be deceived you pay for it as if it is all made from gold and even if for example say a golden spoon for example if it was hundred dollars and he says I give you fifty dollars you think oh this is a bargain I have to buy this because he gives me 50% you know discount but you don't know that this is not gold this is just looking like a golden spoon but there is a little gold on it so it doesn't worth more than one dollar for example you are paying fifty dollars and you think you are very clever dunya is not valuable that you think oh I am very clever and I have given my life my energy everything to gain dunya no you are losing so we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you we hold fast so that we would not be deceived deluded 
by the glitter or by the attraction of its ornaments. Why? What happens if we are attracted by dunya? Tullab means seekers. It is normally used for seekers of knowledge. We say talabe or tullab means those who seek knowledge. But it's general. Every person who seeks something is called talib, seeker, and the plural is tullab or talabe. Dunya is destroying its seekers. It's the ironic. When you go after dunya, dunya would not help you, would not save you. Yes, it would help you by giving something perhaps from dunya, perhaps. Even this is not guaranteed. There are people who struggle for dunya and achieve nothing even in dunya. But even if you achieve something in dunya, this doesn't mean that dunya has helped you, has saved you. Dunya has this nature that those who go after it, those who take it as their goal, dunya destroys them. Like a person who goes after a girl which looks beautiful but has very bad akhlaq. She is corrupt. Everyone who goes after this girl would be destroyed. Or people who go after, for example, drugs. There is an attraction. There is a little pleasure. But it destroys them. This is the nature of dunya. It destroys those who seek it, those who pursue it, those who go after it. It ruins those who settle in it. Those who are in dunya, they are losing. Especially those who go to dunya and think that dunya should be their end, their end, their uh, goal. Al-Mahshubah Bil-Afat Dunya is filled, is stuffed with blights, with calamities, with difficulties, with sufferings, with pains. You cannot have life in dunya without problem. Maybe a few days you are okay, but then the problems start. Sometimes you see you have no problem in your life, but then you don't know what is waiting for you. Something happens. Dunya can never be free from problems. This is the nature of dunya. This is the outcome of our bad choices. This is the outcome of other people's choices. There are so many different reasons for having problems in dunya. What is important is that you must not expect everything to be alright in dunya. And one good side of this is that then you will not be attached too much to dunya. Those who see these problems, then they are reminded of their main place, their main abode, which is heaven, inshallah. Dunya is loaded with calamities. 
So we say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is our situation in dunya and alhamdulillah we understand this. Just to understand this by itself is a great achievement. Did you know that this is a house which has dog for us, some, uh, you know, places that if you are not careful, you go and fall into those uh, like wells or those uh, pits, the, you know, the like the hole that has been made in the ground and covered so that the prey goes inside, falls inside. So this dunya is making all this against us and it has attraction, it destroys those who go after it. It's filled with difficulties and calamities. So this is very good that we have understood so far. But now, what is the solution? From here, the solution starts. Elahi, fazahedna fiha. Now that is the situation. So please, my Lord, make me able to renounce it. Induce us to renounce it, to abstain, to have ascetic life. This is important. If we free and liberate ourselves, the dunya cannot harm us. We only benefit from dunya. Elahi fazahidna fiha. Wasallimna minha b'tawfiqika. And please keep us safe from it. Salam comes from salama, which means health, safety. Keep us safe from it by your tawfiq, by your success, giving success to us, giving opportunity to us, and asma, protecting us, preservation. So please keep us safe from it. We don't want to be hunted. We don't want to be killed by dunya. We don't want to be destroyed by dunya. Please keep us safe from it by your success and protection. So this is the way to be saved. There are other things, but uh, I stop here uh, because... Uh, we will have, inshallah, one more session to finish. And I also want to say my prayer of Fajr. So I just stop here. If you have a few questions, inshallah, we can address. And then we will complete the discussion next week. Assalamu uh, alaikum, Shaykh alaikum assalam. Thank you for these excellent webinars. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you with all. Thank you very much. May Allah reward you also without measure. And may Allah, inshallah increases increase our knowledge inshallah is it not contradictory to build wealth as though we are going to live forever but prepare ourselves for the hereafter by spending wealth in Allah's way just like the story from the time of the Prophet where someone passed away and the Prophet was to distribute the wealth the Holy Prophet commented that if this person gave away this one date in life in his lifetime it would have been better than everything he has yes I, I didn't say to keep your wealth, 
I said to build your uh, money, to generate money. That is good. As you also say, to build wealth. But to build wealth doesn't mean to keep it. So, at least this is a, was my understanding. Uh, so let's make it clear. You can be very successful businessman, for example. If you can just be pleased with having, say, $5,000 per month. This is enough for you. But, alhamdulillah, you have means, resources, opportunity to make every month, instead of $5,000, $50,000. Or $100,000 every month. This is good. If without doing anything haram, without doing anything immoral, without being always preoccupied by your business, you spend reasonable time and energy, but alhamdulillah you are very successful. You can make $100,000, $500,000, $1,000,000 dollar per month. This is good. But this doesn't mean that you keep it and save all of this money or you know necessarily invest all this money again in other projects. You try to keep this business successful because this is a source of halal income and a source for you to gain and help. So to generate wealth is good. But to keep it and not use it and just generate money for the sake of generating money, this is bad. And I think this is what you mean. To perhaps by building wealth means as if you are not going to uh, die and you want to just accumulate money. Yes, this is bad. But to make money, make profits and spend it on your reasonable cost, spend it on other good causes and of course also keep your business going on. But always expanding, expanding the business, saving and not using, that is a problem. So it's a matter of attitude. Question 2. Is losing a loved one considered losing something worldly and we should not be sad? It's a very good question. When we lose a person, this can be a worldly loss or it can be a spiritual loss. It depends. Sometimes I lose a person, a relative, a friend, a colleague, an employee, a, a boss, and I am sad because I was benefiting from this person in dunya. Okay, so this is a worldly loss. But sometimes I am very sad because this person was a good person, a person who was uh, reminding me of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was my teacher, or a person who helped me, my, my wife, my husband, my friend, my brother, my sister, my neighbor, and I feel sad because I have lost him in this dunya. Although there is no complete loss for the people who think of Akhirah, because this person has not perished. This person is there, just waiting for you. Inshallah, you can meet in heaven. But 
you cannot benefit from this person if you think in a materialistic way so this is a complete loss but if you think in a spiritual way yes you have now a loss but this is not a complete loss and inshallah you will be put together inshallah question 3 salamu alaikum alaikum salam this is your uh, last one of the 15 number 15 what will be your next lecture and are you going to speak on every tuesday thanks very much for all your excellent lectures may allah Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, this is the 15th Munajat and normally what we uh, planned from the beginning was to try to have two sessions on each Munajat. So inshallah we will have one more session and uh, what I would like you know, to request you is to send us your suggestions. What do you think should be done uh, for the next series? Do you think we should do tafsir? Do you think we should uh, reflect on some dua? Or, for example, should we have a course on Aqa'id? What do you think? Please share with us. And inshallah, after uh, finishing this Munajat, next week inshallah, we will have a very short break, maybe one week, two weeks. Uh, and then inshallah, we will start again. Uh, with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will start again something and we will not stop inshallah. Question 4, Assalamu alaikum Sheikh when you go when you get more spiritual old worldly attractions are no more attractive does this mean you are getting too extreme or is it natural that when you get more spiritual all the worldly attractions do not attract sometimes these feelings make you think that why are you avoiding the world that is not what allah wants the challenge is to be in balance exactly yes this is the main thing as we said in the beginning of the lecture we are not the people who forget and abandon dunya become careless about dunya uh, dunya has some importance some significance and we should not forget that but don't take it more important as it is don't give it more than it deserves if you are in a room for a few days still you have to keep that room tidy and clean you cannot burn that room you cannot you know bring dust and you know dirt to that room but it doesn't mean that this is there for you forever to plan for the next stage so if we see that we are not paying enough attention to our worldly affairs for example i don't pay enough attention to my family life to my community life to my you know studies my business i have become a person who is not productive who is not successful this is not good but if you do these things, but your mind is somewhere else, your heart is somewhere else, it's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you do only these things as responsibility, not as your goal and ultimate end, that is very good. Question 5, Salamun alaikum, thank you for this very interesting and useful session. Is it possible that those who really do not want dunya and abstain from it, actually can receive much from it as if somehow dunya stops trying to deceive, trap and destroy them because it realizes that it cannot do so and somehow cooperate with them just as it is said that Satan accompanying the Holy Prophet became his friend. Thank you. Uh, alaykum uh, uh, Thank you for your kind comments. Yes, indeed, one of the things about dunya is that when you 
ignore dunya dunya comes after you this is a common uh, situation with dunya dunya is very difficult to achieve if you go after it in the sense that you worship it you take it as your god as your lord as your aim but those who play in dunya as a game in a nice way they will have dunya with them dunya will follow them sometimes you know people work hard for gaining position or fame sometimes people have no attention to this and the fame comes to them the support of people come to them but they don't work for this indeed in many cases those who are very successful in dunya are those who are not too much preoccupied by dunya therefore they can take risks because in many cases if you are too much attached attached to dunya you cannot plan properly you know if i work in an office and i only want to keep my boss pleased with me then i will not be very creative very innovative so unlike akhirah that only comes when you go after it akhirah would not come automatically you have to go after it unlike akhirah dunya comes after you if you ignore it so this is a beautiful point that you made thank you very much so i stop here and inshallah we will have uh, one more session on this monajat please uh, send your ideas your opinion suggestions about what would be the best topic for the next series inshallah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be your support your guide and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect inshallah you and your family and the community. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to serve him with all the energy, all the talents, all the skills that we have. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.